Hey friends, welcome to the Goddess Money Healing Circle podcast. My name is Essence Turner and I am your host as well as a sacred money archetypes coach and a radical forgiveness coach. I specialize in profound and deep energy healing, but this podcast is for empath and spiritual souls who like me have a love-hate relationship with money, but want to change it. Together, we will gather in circle to heal our relationship with money and change our money stories from surviving to thriving. Spiritually, circles represent God, rebirth, and growth. So come grow with me in the sacred circle as we explore metaphysics, the laws of prosperity, and the sacred money archetypes to deepen our understanding of spiritual wealth and abundance. You ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to Circle in episode four. I am your host, Abundance Coach Essence Turner, and today we are talking about prosperity and being rich is your birthright, what that means, and how to claim this birthright. All right, so before we dive in, we are going to Go ahead and invoke our circle. We begin by pulling a, today we're pulling a goddess card. I have already shuffled them. And this message is from Ostera Fertility. It is the perfect time for you to start new projects, access new ideas, and give birth to new conditions. Yes, I receive this. <laughs> All right. So with that, we will go ahead and invoke our circle. So if you are driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you are where it is safe for you to close your eyes and it feels good for you to close your eyes, I would like to invite you to close your eyes, take a deep breath in with me and exhale. One more time, deep breath in and exhale. Now in your mind's eye, I want you to envision us in circle together. This could be just me and you, or you can imagine all the listeners, they're in circle with us and see us holding hands, supporting each other, and just feeling the vibe of all of us souls coming together for the purpose of healing and growing our relationship with money, expanding our lives and potential. And just feel the power of this circle. We call in Mother, Father, God, Goddess Ostara and all the goddesses who've come before us, we ask that your loving energy and wisdom encircle our circle. Help us to open our hearts, our minds, and ears to receive the blessings that are in store for us today. We thank you for the gifts of insights that we'll walk away with today and for the seeds that are planted and will blossom in their own divine time. Bless us all, hold us all in your light and in your love. We thank you 
And so it is. Taking one last breath in and exhale. And with this, circle has begun and you can open your eyes. All right, so let's just go ahead and dive in again. This topic is around being rich and prosperity being your birthright. And I'm not talking to you, um, I'm not sharing this with you from the perspective of I've already made it. Now, let me tell you about this. It's that I was reading this and I just really wish somebody would have told me this, taught me this back in elementary school. And I think it's something important on our journey to having more money, having more, um, having a more healthy relationship with money. I think this is something that we need to talk about. And so when I when I read it, I'm just like, yeah, I got to share this. And I've actually also have to claim this birthright. Many of us um, spiritual people, um, we have these limiting beliefs around money, meaning thoughts and ideas and beliefs that aren't helpful when we are trying to have a healthy relationship with money or make more money. And personally, I felt guilty for wanting more money. Like, Deep down, I believe that it's wrong or less spiritual to desire more money. And I never, I haven't really, you know, just said those words, but it's, it's just true. And through my studies, I've learned that in society and religion, we've directly or indirectly been led to believe that it's more noble to be poor or to just have enough money for your needs. And trying to go for any more than that is just playing out greedy. We've also been taught or led to believe that rich people are greedy, bad, wrong, manipulative, um, arrogant, or have stepped on people to get to where they, they are. But, you know, that's not every rich person's story. And it certainly doesn't have to be our story, but that's what, we, that's what we've been taught. And we we've seen it in all the, you know, I'm not gonna say all the movies, but like me growing up in the eighties and nineties, that's definitely what was depicted back then. It's just like, it's just like that, like that old school money that, um, what is it called? The, I want to say tennis club, country club, (laughs) just arrogant, um, people. And of course, we don't want, you know, we don't want to be arrogant and greedy and, you know, rude to the staff, right? So, you know, we keep ourselves humble and, you know, just getting by because we don't want to be like what we've been led to believe which rich people are like. And, you know, it's not true, but it's that program that's running inside of us. And so you're probably here just like me because you desire to call in more money. And it to, to do that, I do think that we have to prioritize making money and not feel guilty about it. We have to see it as a worthwhile goal. And I will be honest, it's probably been since 2017. I had my coach from 
2014 to 2020, my, I just mean my, my first one, I mean, through 2019. And I, at least about 2016, every year I would say like, this is the year that I'm going to make, you know, money, my priority, but somewhere I would get started. And then that guilt will just kick in. Like, what are you doing? Like who just focuses on, on, on money. And then I would just go back to haphazardly trying to create money. Um, but so coming back to what, what this episode is about, um, is that money and prosperity is your birthright. And um, Wallace D. Waddles in The Science of Getting Rich basically says like it is our duty to get rich, but to truly, for us to truly claim our riches and our abundance, we have to be willing to let go of the conflicting ideas and the guilt around the desire to be rich. And so again, that guilt is like, on the one hand, I want it, but then on the other hand, it's bad and I and I feel guilty for wanting it. Like we have to be willing to just surrender that and let that go because, you know, like we talked about in another podcast episodes is these like conflicting ideas. They like can cancel out your manifestation, neutralize it, or like lessen the degree of your manifestation power. So let's just say you're trying to create an extra 10,000, but you're only creating an extra 5,000 because of having these conflicting ideas and beliefs around money. So um, I like to look at it like dating. So back when I was trying to attract a healthy relationship, you know, I'd be out there dating, but deep down, I didn't think that I was worthy of dating. I didn't think any man would ever love. No, I didn't think I, I didn't think I was worthy of being like in a relationship, like we used to say, wifed up. <laughs> but um, so that didn't believe I was worthy of being um, wifed up. Didn't believe I was worthy of being loved or even just like taken seriously in that way. And I never said those words out loud, but deep down quietly, like that's literally how I felt. But yet I'm out there trying to attract a relationship. So I would, you know, yeah, attract a guy, but he was not the vision and it was the, was not a good relationship. It wasn't until I aligned my thoughts, words, and actions that the relationship came. So I like did the work to start loving my own self, seeing myself as worthy, seeing myself as lovable, respecting myself. And then I attracted a healthy, loving, respectful relationship. And so that's what I mean when I talk about like aligning and like getting on the same page. It's like the way you think and feel on the inside about being rich matches any actions you're taking on the outside to become rich. So, um, you know, it's not our fault that we have these conflicting ideas around money because it's like one of the, what I've been reading is like, that's, that's the way that they want it. You know, um, we've been taught that it's like more noble to be rich and that like, it's a, it's a, I'm sorry, more noble to be poor. And like, this is, it's a virtue that is going to get us into heaven. 
And so this poverty preaching began years ago and it served the rich people who wanted to keep the wealth amongst the few, you know, their friends and family or, um, you know, on, on some of the English shows, they'll talk about, you know, those with noble blood, right? They wanted to keep the wealth within those circles, you know, making the landowners rich while the, the poor workers and the slaves had to wait to get into heaven to experience their riches. Like they didn't get to experience their riches in, you know, the here and now. It was like if they get it in the afterlife. And that is not spiritual law. That's like a man-made belief system, you know, to ensure that the poor keep working and the rich keep profiting. And this poverty preaching and that whole belief system um, has been passed down from generation to generation and is embedded in many of our genes and DNA. And I see this as a form of, you know, generational trauma that many of us, especially as Black Americans, carry because, you know, look at our, you know, history with money, right? Like, you know, we worked for free, you know, our, our ancestors worked for free and they definitely were told that they would get their riches in heaven. Um, but of course, that generational trauma isn't limited to just us African-Americans. I even see it in those um, King and Queen shows. Like I just finished watching The Empress on Netflix. And it's like you see the king and queen and all the people in their court just eating all this good food, just an abundance of food and, and nice clothes that they've had flown in from Paris while... They're the people of their kingdom barely have enough to eat and they're in, you know, dirty rags. And I'm sure those people were led to believe that uh, they will get their riches in heaven. So this just, it lives within us and it's changing, right? Like we're, thank goodness for the internet. Like we're getting to see other people, you know, break free of this, you know, trauma around money and poverty and and it's a really beautiful thing and um you know but we just have to keep doing doing the work to uproot those belief systems and get that trauma out of our bodies Catherine Ponder is one of the authors that I am I'm reading and studying she's a a, a leader in the new thought well was was a new thought leader. She was also a minister. She's like, she's a unity minister. And one of the things that she used to say and that she writes about is that it's a sin to be poor. And this is directly from one of her books. She says that poverty is a form of hell caused by man's blindness to God's unlimited good for him. Not having enough money fills prisons with thieves and murderers. It is what drives men and women to drink, use drugs, and commit suicide. It makes people do things they otherwise would never dream of doing. She also says that success is divinely ordained. Our spiritual life and money are not separate. God is a rich, loving father and that we can bring him into our dealings with money. 
And so, um, and I really love, I really love that. And this is like a paragraph I read a couple times and I've shared this on my, I shared it on my um, YouTube channel before. Um, but I don't think it's something that we can read enough because we've just been told the opposite for so long that some of us need reminding that success is divinely ordained and that just having enough or not having enough is a sin. Um, and as a less religious person, um, I, one of, one of the, the quotes or the Bible verses that really helped me in this area is, um, cause I don't lean on it a lot, but like, this is one that really helps me is that all that the father has is mine. Or like all that the universe has is available to me, including wealth, riches, happiness, and love. And so like when I'm having my moments of scarcity or not enough, I'll just say that to myself, like all that the father has is mine. Like all the riches and the wealth that exists, all the happiness, all the love, all the oranges, <laughs> all the apples, like they are mine. Like I get to have any and all of that. And that's just, and I've only really been saying that the last couple months, but it, it's something that kind of shakes me out of that. You know, when I go back into the old story, um, there's something else I want to read to you. And this is from another new thought leader, Wallace D. Waddles. And he wrote the book, The Science of Getting Rich, as well as um, a few other books. But he says that you must get rid of the old idea that there is a deity whose will it is that you should be poor or whose purposes may be served by keeping you in poverty. He goes on to say that life, meaning God, wants to express through you. So God wants to express through you. That force within you that makes you want more money is the same universal force that makes plants grow. It is life. It is God seeking fuller expression. In order to know more, do more, and be more, we must have more. We must have things to use for we learn and do and become only by using things. We must get rich so that we can live more. The desire for riches is simply the capacity for a larger life seeking fulfillment. It is the desire of God that you should be rich. He wants you to get rich because he can express himself better through you if you have plenty of things to use in giving him expression. He can live more in you if you have unlimited command of the means of life. You do not want to get rich in order to live swinishly. That is not life. You want to get rich in order that you may eat, drink, and be merry when it is time to do these things in order that you may surround yourself with beautiful things, see distant lands, feed your mind, develop your intellect, in order that you may love men and do kind things and be able to play a good part and help in the world and help the world to find truth. 
God wants you to make the most of yourself for yourself and for others. You can help others more by making the most of yourself than in any other way. And you can make the most of yourself only by getting rich. So it is right and praiseworthy that you should give your first and best thought to the work of acquiring wealth. Whew. I really, it, it's almost like that brings tears in, to my eyes because I just really wish that this is something we were taught in elementary school. Like, just my whole path would have been differently. I, you know, I looked to men for a long time for money, and it just makes me think things could have been so much different if I had, if, you know, if we all would have learned this in elementary school. But that's okay. We are learning it now. So if it is our duty to become rich, then it seems like the first step would be to claim and accept this and to let go of those old ideas of it being noble to be poor or to just get by or like to give things away for free. You know, we have to realize that it's actually more noble to be rich because we can do far more good in the world with more money than we can with less money. And if I think about claim, like me claiming this birthright and where I might've been out of alignment with it is that I've always wanted to be rich, but Again, I felt guilty for making it a priority. So it's like, I'm, I've thought, okay, I'll just get rich on the sly. Like somehow I just am doing things and I wake up one day and I'm rich or I'm married rich. But it like, it happens without me putting, making it a priority, putting a lot of effort into it. That way I don't have to feel guilty about prioritizing it. Oh, that just feels so <laughs> embarrassing, embarrassing to say. And there's like a little shame bubble in my throat. Um, because yes, like if I if I really make it a priority and say, like, you know what, I am putting my first and best effort towards becoming rich, it's like somehow that makes me a bad person or less spiritual. Um, and I know, you know, that's, that's not the truth, but like, that's the program and this is what, you know, has to be changed. And, and for any of us, I think it really can just start with just like boldly making that claim and like really deep down believing that it is okay. It is your birthright to be rich and that God is not going to think any less of you for, you know, setting your sights on it and going after it. Now, human beings, on the other hand, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> you just have to decide if like you're gonna, how much you're gonna care about that. You know, are you gonna let that stop you because friends and family may have some opinions about that? Um, I'm not gonna let that stop me. I am going to keep making it a priority and keep working through this and showing up for this. So um, I would love to know 
what it is that you need to let go of. So the question was like, what ideas do you have to let go of in order to claim your birthright, that birthright of being rich? Like, what is it that you have to maybe even be honest about and let go? So you can comment, you can email me, you can, so you go to essenceturner.com and on that about page, like click the about button and just send me a message or you can, you know, leave it here as a review. Um, you know, just, just talk to me. I'd love to hear from you. And I really enjoyed growing with you on this episode and thank you for you holding the space for me to be honest. And, um, yeah, so we're going to get ready and close circle. Remember that you can take the sacred money archetype quiz at essenceturner.com or you can book a sacred money archetype reading. All right, so let's get ready to close circle. So I would like to invite you, if you're not driving, to close your eyes and take a deep breath in and exhale. One more time, breathing in and exhale. Bring to mind us in circle, just seeing us in circle, holding hands. And I want you to just imagine little flakes of light, specks of light just falling down all over us. These are the, our little wisps of inspiration and the our seeds that are settling in and will blossom at a later date, whether that's tonight, tomorrow, or sometime in the future. And just receiving our gifts of insight and wisdom. And also in circle, we say what we are taking away. So what is one idea, thought, or feeling that you are taking away from circle? And I am taking away awareness. All right, one last deep breath in and exhale. And we thank spirit, our angels and guides. And I thank all of you. And with that circle is closed, when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And again, I'd love to hear what you're taking away. So hit me up and I will see you in the next circle.